Hello and welcome to Checkpoint Reach Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Kelvin. Today I'm joined by Mai. How are you doing, mate? Good, mate. Long time no speak. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been an interesting few weeks. I've been busy, so I've been away, uh, and unfortunately, we weren't able to do the podcast. But we're back. Uh, me and Mai are going to be doing the podcast every week. We record on a Thursday, so they're going to go out on a Friday, the best we can anyway, with a time maybe a Saturday if we're late, but it should be every Friday the podcast should be releasing, YouTube and all the audio platforms out that are out there. Uh, Matty as well, we're also looking to stream some games, aren't we? Yeah, we've got a few a few planned. Uh, we've got It Takes Two on the on the shelf in the cellophane, ready to go. Waiting, um, so ready. We'll probably, well, I guess we'll probably play that first, but... If anyone has any suggestions of what they want us to play, then feel free to pop it in the comments down below and we'll do our best to uh, to get the actual game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, like me and like Matty said, we're going to start streaming again. And if you've got any suggestions, put them in the comments below. We're going to stream on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we're going to set days aside, schedule. We haven't really figured out just yet, but that will happen. We've also got a Discord. If you want to join our Discord, links are in the description below. And that way you can communicate with us and also put in recommendations there that you might have. And before we do get started, if you're listening to us on any audio platforms, give us a nice review, pass on the pod. That'll help us to grow. And also, if you're listening to us on YouTube, like the video and comment below on what we're going to cover today on the uh, topics. Again, that'll help the channel to grow, so we appreciate it. But anyway, Mai, let's jump into it. Uh, the first topic we wanted to talk about today was the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. will run at 120 FPS only on the Xbox Series X. It's going to run at um, 60, 64K, sorry, yes, 34K on the Series S. 1440p will be 60, and then the PS5 is 4K 60, so... What do you think of this? Does it surprise you that it's only the Series X that will run it at 120 FPS? Um, not really, just because of the fact that it's on the Xbox One X and PS4 anyway. You know, it doesn't surprise me that they're able to uh, to push it to 120 FPS on the on the X. Surprises me a little bit that there's not a, a similar mode on the PlayStation 5. I mean, most comparisons we've seen. I mean, people get bored to death, don't they, sometimes with technical specs, but it's uh, most comparisons we've seen have had the PS5 on, and Series X on a relatively level playing field. So the fact that the Series X can do 120 FPS and the PS5 is just sort of left at 60 is a bit strange. Yes. You never know the you never know the real agenda behind those sort of things. I mean, we know that EA have got a very good relationship now with Microsoft. So you think this could be me. underhanded tactics me. <laughs> trying to push people more it to happens, the Xbox it way? Happens, you know? It's beneficial for EA if people are on, on Xbox, you know, I'm sure I, I can't confirm this, but I'm sure they have some sort of, you know, like you said, underhanded deal. Maybe they get a bigger cut of games that are sold on Xbox compared to PS5. You never really know exactly what's going on with that. But um, I mean, the fact that EA play is bundled into game pass, shows you really how much of a, a positive relationship they have at the moment with EA. So Yeah, it always seems to be growing. I mean, like you touched on, we're, we're not saying that it is what's happened, but it wouldn't surprise you. You know, they've got this deal, so maybe they do put out the best version possible on the Xbox side of things, try and push people more into that ecosystem. Oh, Mike just fell. <laughs> Mike drop, apparently. But no, um, <laughs> yeah, it... it it could be the case, and obviously it was original on Xbox as well back in the day, wasn't it? Um, exclusive even. So who knows? Um, to be honest, I, I mean, I don't have the Series X. I have the Series S, and I've got myself a PS5. And I'm still unsure 
what I will be purchasing it on. Uh, you've got a Series X, haven't you? So I'm guessing you'll be getting it on the X. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it on the X. I'll get it on the X. Um, I'll probably get a physical copy. I know you're all in on digital, so you're going to have to pay those digital prices. So Unfortunately, get used to your make... wallet being burned. Uh, yeah, I already am. <laughs> Mate, every time now a new game comes out, I'm like, oh, God. I mean, unless it's on Xbox Game Pass, obviously, then that's handy. But yeah, unfortunately, it's all digital and might have been a mistake at this point. Still pretty expensive. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out in the long term. But when it comes to the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, anyway, is it something you're excited for now? Because I think uh, release date May 14th, you told me off air. So it's getting close. Only a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, I mean, I, I said to you on previous podcasts that I didn't think I was going to play it. I'm still on the fence as to whether I'm going to buy it. I mean, I have pre-ordered it. So as to whether that gets cancelled in like four or five days' time, I'm not 100% sure. But Man, you have to play it, don't you? It's a beloved yeah, game of ours. It's just ruining the magic, though, isn't it? You know. So And, and sometimes that were like Star Wars, you know, they're timeless. You can go back and watch A New Hope and Empire and Return of the Jedi and they still hold up. And they don't make you feel sad about liking it as a kid. And mm. I don't want that to happen with Mass Effect. I don't want to load it back up and be like, actually, are these as good as I remember? <laughs> you know, they they like will be. Sowing the seeds of doubt in, in my mind already. No, don't let it happen. Don't 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 do that to yourself. I think it's gonna be great. I really do. I think it's gonna be really fun. And I haven't played it for years now. Um, I'm assuming you're similar to me. Yeah. I, I literally haven't played it for about five four five years i haven't played it since the original releases i don't think so oh you never went back to it a decade no never been back wow well mate that's got even more (laughs) reason to go back you're gonna get to play it the story's still great story will still hold up the ending on third obviously that's debatable not many people like that but the story's still great and the gameplay is going to be even better and obviously graphically why graphical wise it's going to be more aesthetically pleasing too so I think I think you should, man. It's gonna be. I think I mean, it's gonna be great. In the Mass Effect hoodie as well today, so. Oh, there you if go. Fate, then <laughs> I don't know what is. You can't rock up to the podcast wearing the Mass Effect hoodie and then say you're not going <laughs> to play the Legendary Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accepting that. <laughs> Gotta get you to play it, man. Because, um, obviously, if you listen to podcasts in the past, uh, Sud used to be co-host as well, and he, uh. He's, he was saying like he, he really wanted to even stream it and stuff like that and I and we were going to do some streams on the channel and I'm still open to that. But imagine just jumping back in and being able, to, being able to relive those experiences and I never really played a Renegade playthrough uh, as Shepard so that could be it. something I could do. I can never do it. I can never do an evil playthrough because they never make any sense. It's like the game drives Mm. you in a way to feel like you're a protagonist. And, and, you know, when these games have like these binary, like good versus evil choices, I mean, I don't know if people that are listening, well, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who are of a different opinion and just select the evil options every time. But to me, it's always like, even though I want to be a dick, I still end (laughs) up, you know, pressing the good option in the end. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess I kind of know what you mean. My, because my, yeah, to be fair, my argument had always been I didn't want to do a Renegade playthrough because ultimately you're the good guy and you end up saving the galaxy or trying to save the galaxy no matter what, don't you? Really? So, yeah, I kind of been the same. It's always 
pushing you that yeah basically Shepard will do the right thing in the end or by whatever means he, he ends up doing more of the right things um but there certainly are some interesting renegade choices uh oh my god why can't i remember the salarian's name now uh morden is it morden uh, you know uh, who, which character are we talking about the salarian doctor, doctor. yeah 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 uh, me i should remember that <laughs> but yeah uh yeah, obviously the renegade choice to kill him and stop him from curing the uh, genophage. It was it's like ultimate evil bastard sort of <laughs> sort of stuff. But I could never bring myself to do that. I just couldn't. It's Shepherd, man. He's meant to be a good good guy or woman, whatever playthrough you you're going through. So I still think that you should you should jump on it. I mean it's, it's gonna be it's going to sell well, isn't it? Ultimately, as well. Like if we look from that side of things, is it's going to do really well, and I don't think you should miss out. Well, watch this space because next week I'll probably have it in my hands if I'm going to play it. And they usually come a day early if you pre-order it. So true. You will know. You will know the truth. <laughs> the truth will say next it. week. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if the guy wearing the Mass Effect hoodie plays the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mate, come on. You got to. You got oh, to. No, the community no. will be this disappointed. Is per- this is just a perk of work, mate. There's 99p when I was working at game, it went on offer. And it's what, the hoodie? a good seven years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I wish I hadn't known about that. <laughs> no, you never get to know about it because I just buy them all. Put them in the back of the office and never tell anyone. Starting to sound like Del Boy. Sort of selling out the back of your car. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, but let us know in the comments below what you think about obviously the FPS. Uh which console are you gonna ultimately play the Mass Effect Legendary Edition on? Are you excited for it? Only two weeks out, roughly. So yeah, we're excited well, I'm excited. (laughs) Might might be. Next week we'll find out. Um but yeah, let's uh go on to other news. Uh, and something else that we wanted to chat about. Uh, this probably more so leans your way because I've never played this console, but the Switch sales near 85 million in Nintendo's most profitable year ever. A landmark year for Japanese gaming giants, as Nintendo has reported that it's experienced its most uh, profitable financial year on record, with operating profits up 81% year on year. Additionally, the company is approaching 85 million sales of the Nintendo Switch console. What do you think? I mean, I know you owned one or own one. Ridiculous numbers, yeah, ridiculous numbers. Very, it's an amazing console, and it, just to put it into context, it's outsold the 360 like, in half half as many years. Yeah, so half the cycle. It'll go past 100 million, obviously. And I think I just wanted to touch on maybe a decade ago. Uh, articles were everywhere on the news saying console gaming is dead. You know, uh, streaming's going to replace it digital downloads, all this nonsense of, you know, people making bold, bold predictions about an industry they know nothing about. And the PS4 and the Switch are both going to sell over 100 million. Like the PS4 is on, on course to be competing with the PS2 in Crazy, sales, man. which is ridiculous. I mean, it's already overtaken it in software sales, which at the end of the day, that's where Sony's making the money. So it's made them more money than the PS2, certainly. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's just nice to see console gaming thriving, I guess. Yeah, I because th- obviously that's what we've grown up with, isn't it? Like we've always been console gamers mainly. I think in recent years you have, you know, experimented a bit more with the PC gaming side of things, but it's good to see. And I know from you, Sud and Ted, who's also been on the podcast before, friend of the show. He 
you guys all had the Switch and you guys all rave about it and saying how good it is and, and how much you have had enjoyment out of it. So to see it it's sell so well, I'm still surprised. I don't yeah. know why. I, I, I mean, maybe it's because I, I literally... Oh, well, I nearly said I, I've never owned a Nintendo console, which is a lie because I had the Wii, which, which family did You owned the worst one with the most shovelware. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That was more of like a family buy, though. Yeah, it was for it was for Wii bowling or yeah. you know, Wii <laughs> yeah. sports. That's yeah. all anyone bought one for. You picked it up, you you played bowling twice, and then just put it in the cupboard. Gathered dust. dust. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> that's how it went. But I never had like the Nintendo 64 or anything like that, so obviously I missed out and always wanted one when i was a kid obviously i mean everyone had game boy but mm-hmm. like i think um N- nintendo in a way for me has always been in an unfortunate situation where i've only really been able to play nintendo consoles as i've grown older and had more disposable income because to me it's never really held its own as you know when you're a poor itch ish kid and you're just begging your parents for money to buy games and consoles and stuff you could only usually get away with one or two max <laughs> yeah. most of the time and it's um, Switch, like Nintendo consoles were always like a secondary device for me. And it's the same with the Switch, you know. I wouldn't have the Switch as my primary gaming console. It'd drive you insane, you know. There's there's hardly any games that get released on it in terms of third-party support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the majority of the games in Nintendo first-party or indie games or maybe like remasters of, of 360 and, and PS3 games, so... It's definitely not something you can use as your main console, but just the novelty of it is is what's driven the sales. It's just so it's such a great feeling to just plop it in the dock, you know, play on your TV, and then it's like, oh, I want to go to bed now. Take it out of the dock and just head on upstairs and play Zelda in bed till like two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, deprive yourself of sleep. <laughs> yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, well, that's it, and it's accessible. But you touched on a good point. Kind of the same for me. I guess the main reason why. <clears throat> I didn't have it growing up as a kid. It's because, yeah, you're asking your parents to, to buy you a console. And obviously, the older we got, it was more like, well, what consoles my friends got? Well, yeah, I want I want that because I want to play online with them and stuff like that. So ultimately, yeah, missed out. And unfortunately, I've just never really gone to the side back to try out Nintendo since the Wii days. And you touched on, obviously, the Game Boy. I forgot about the Game Boy, but yeah, it was a big, you know, I mean, we were like, what, 10? <laughs> throwback yeah yeah everyone played pokemon like we were the generation where we could go into school in like year six year seven and every single person would be playing pokemon so pretty much it just shows how widespread that game was but it's it's because they knocked out of the park with price point the weird thing for me with the switch is it's 280 quid now i don't think that that's necessarily a bad price but it hasn't budged since launch. It's been 280 quid since launch. It hasn't had a price drop once, and it's still sold 85 million units. Now, I know the Switch Lite is counted into that a little bit, but that's only been out for a year or so, and I think people still prefer to buy the big Switch anyway just to have the you know the docking capabilities. So mm-hmm. to, to have sold this many consoles at that price... Nintendo must be making an absolute fortune uh, from this console because yeah. the the price that this cost, you know, the, the cost to make the device, obviously at the time when it was launched was probably maybe they were making 10, 20 quid, but those parts would have gone down dramatically in price since then. So I wouldn't even be surprised if they were making a hundred pound a console on it at this point. Which would be absolutely frightening. 
if they were. I mean, no wonder they're getting such uh, profits then, year on year, if that is the case. It's the same with their games. hmm. But, you know, a Nintendo game is 50, 60 quid, and that's what it stays at forever. There's no point where it goes down or on sale. And it it, it works for them because they provide a value to their boxed game that not many other companies can provide. Like, you know, with the Nintendo first party stuff, the majority of the time they're going to knock it out of the park. Can't always say the same with Sony and especially Microsoft. Mm, Yeah, we've touched on that before. We're (laughs) very disappointed with Microsoft's side of things. One thing that you touched on with maybe that being the case and then making profit on the actual consoles itself, the Xbox side of things... Have you, did you see that report as well? It wasn't a topic that we thrown in, but just off the cuff, that um, they've never made money or profit on the actual console itself. On the device, yeah, I yeah. think so. Like, so that doesn't surprise me. I mean, the the point of most con- like Nintendo making money on a console is an anomaly. Really, most consoles are sold as close to cost as possible because mm-hmm. you know the the obvious you know assumption is that if you buy an xbox you're going to buy xbox live gold you're going to buy game pass you're going to buy some games you're going to maybe buy an extra controller and that's where they make their money and the same with with playstation you know so it makes sense to sell it for as low a cost as possible just to get as many people in through the doors to buy software to buy accessories to buy memberships Mm -hmm. but it's just such a strange anomaly that nintendo actually make money off devices it's it's testament i guess to how how well they do as a as a software developer i mean they've they've managed to make very good games for a number of decades uh, that people still want to come back and, and play more and i was shocked to be perfectly honest at some of the games that i played on the switch because i'd, I'd never really played a zelda game you know not properly and that's an admission you know i'd played bits of ocarina of time mm-hmm. and, and bits of majora's mask like people's house and i was like yeah, that looks all right, but it doesn't want me, you know, it doesn't warrant me buying a console or getting one for Christmas or whatever. But when I played Breath of the Wild, I was just absolutely amazed at how good that game was. It was such a brilliant game and it really took me aback and maybe made, made me reevaluate, really. You know, maybe I should have been playing Nintendo games all these years ago because that was amazing. Was it and that it, good? Just, it was very, very good. Yeah. Jeez. You know? Because I've ne- I'm the same as you. Never played a Zelda game, which yeah, I clearly missed a train. So it's something that you obviously recommend maybe going out to try. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we've just touched on it that you're probably not going to get a Switch for cheap, but yeah. <laughs> if you could, if you could borrow one or you know someone that's got one, it's definitely worth playing. Yeah. What what um what other games surprised you on the uh, Nintendo side of things? Any that spring off the top of your head? Um, the the one that I've been playing most recently and is perfect for that system is Hades. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's I've like not a seen ro- it. um, it's kind of like a roguelite RPG. So you know, death is permanent, and you come back slightly more powerful. But when right. you die, you die. You know, but it's a that's a really really good game. Um, amazing reviews, and I think it's just it's perfect for the Switch because it's like one of those games that you pick up for half an hour to an hour and then put down, which are, those type of games are just absolutely amazing on the Switch. But there's there's been unexpected things as well. Um, Tetris 99 is a game that I probably played for like 100 hours plus. Really? System. Yeah. Because of the fact that you can just, you sit in there, you're waiting for something, you know, whatever, you, your girlfriend's getting ready or something. 
you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is that you're waiting for, you're waiting for dinner. You pick up the switch, 10, 15 minutes, like a game of Tetris. It's a battle Royale. It's fun. It's You know, it's just, it's really, really easy to play. And that I've lost hundreds of hours to that game. So, but that is, I feel like we took to the, the mick out of that game yeah, when I, it first maybe, was announced maybe like probably years and years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, now I, you're saying I, you've I, sunk I, hours into it. <laughs> I distinctly remember it because of the way it was described at the time. It just said Tetris Battle Royale with no contact. <laughs> and I was just imagining like a first person shooter with people running around as, a, as an L block. <laughs> <laughs> like what is Tetris Battle Royale? But yeah, it's um, really, really good. But yeah, Nintendo first party. What do you need to say other than, you know, the usual suspects, Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, all brilliant games. It's, it's a really good console and, I, I wouldn't necessarily go go out of my way to say you should definitely buy this console. But if the opportunity ever arises to get one for cheap, maybe when the new system comes out, it's definitely worth picking up because there's hundreds of hours worth of enjoyment that you can get out of that console. Yeah, I feel like I should. I feel like like you touched on maybe when like the next generation comes out, I pick up the old generation and catch up on some games that I've missed because like i touched on previously you guys have all said and i think ted's a massive i don't know why i keep pointing there like he's there <laughs> ted up there there he is <laughs> all right ted mate yeah he reckons um that yeah uh legend of zelda uh what, what's it called sorry uh, zelda breath of the wild breath of the wild of course yeah yeah he was a massive fan of it as well and i don't think he'd played many zelda games either so it kind of opened his eyes into what he'd been missing so the world of zelda yeah i mean nintendo considering i've never played though i've always been under the assumption that they knock it out of the park with their party exclusives oh yeah yeah which you know i kind of guess that might be a bit of an obvious thing to say but like i said i literally don't really pay attention too much to nintendo but i do always hear how good their games are i see reviews everyone seems to be happy in that ecosystem with the games that they get given or that are brought out that they get to experience so yeah clearly uh knocking out of the park absolutely absolutely and the sales are just testament to their continued quality i guess yeah everyone wrote nintendo off after the wii u it was an absolute travesty of a console probably one of the, the worst consoles ever released but oh you were not a fan the then? With, nintendo, <laughs> with nintendo it's like they take risks and sometimes they fall flat on their face and then sometimes you get the switch and you know the proof is in the pudding with the amount of money that that console must have made them yeah so innovation is obviously risky but they're reaping the rewards with this system especially yeah i thought they are and uh yeah, good for them. Uh, if, the, if the player if player base is happy, then I'm happy for them. But uh, let's move on then to the last topic of the day, one that you've thrown in for a little bit of a laugh, because uh, Sony patents system to to let struggling PS5 players call in experts to help. <laughs> so apparently, Sony likens the idea to how people use Uber, uh, and it says Sony has filed a patent that would allow struggling players to call in experts to help guide them through a game. The patent dubbed connecting a player to an expert help in real time during the gameplay of a gaming application that god that's a longer dub <laughs> was originally filed last week um via patent scope summarizing its idea um and sony states that video games are becoming more complex and expansive but that increased 
complexity means that users may find it increasingly difficult to navigate through and slash or complete the video game. So you can call an expert to help. Yeah, I'll be Will calling you, yeah. an expert on uh, on Dark Souls. When I can't complete the the last spot. It's just it made me laugh. It it did make me laugh just the the way that this was presented. You know that you you have an expert drop in and, and try and help you to complete a game. Like what what is the world coming to? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, easier and easier with each passing generation. Let's be honest. I mean, you look at some of the original like NES games and SNES games. It's like you could break a hundred controllers playing those games and now most most games hold your hand like really on easy mode as well who is gonna <laughs> i can't even get my words out right that's how bad it is who is going to pay someone pay someone to complete like a sony style third person game like uncharted or god of war or something i mean on, on easy just turn it down to easy like the game pretty much plays itself as it is mate how embarrassing would it be as well just to be like <laughs> all right okay spoiler alert, i'm 29 if i paid someone to do it and little jimmy who's like 14's like okay here we go <laughs> <laughs> little jimmy making an appearance again <laughs> yeah. mate you always will forever now you can thank uh truth for that <laughs> but no like that's absolutely insanity to me. I don't personally get it. Now, people might be in the comments saying, oh, well, you know, fair enough, I, I get it. I don't. I, but to be fair, I don't really tend to play my games on the hardest difficulties anyway. I just, I like to have a fun experience in complete games, especially uh, single-player games, obviously. However, playing Devil's Advocate, we do know Perks, who was a co-host, friend of the show as well, Still still a friend of the show. <laughs> he used to get paid to help people on Destiny. So there's clearly a market for it. As shocked as I am, there is yeah. clearly a market for it where people seem to think... I guess so, but a, a raid on Destiny, or I'm not entirely familiar with whatever he was doing, <laughs> making money from Destiny somehow, but the raids on Destiny are pretty difficult, you know, by anyone's standards. And I think the difference is with Destiny, there's like a... There's an amount of grinding that you have to do to get to a certain level. So I don't necessarily think it was people who didn't have the skill to play. I more think it was people who didn't have the time. You know, I can't see yeah, any situation maybe. where people would, would be too... Like, if you're not good enough at a game to complete Uncharted, then you should not be playing video games anymore. Well, that, you should, you, you should that's harsh. That's harsh. You're literally gunning for someone there. <laughs> if they're watching now, sat there thinking, I couldn't complete that. <laughs> You're telling them they should never play video games again. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's true though. Come on, I mean, Uncharted on easy difficulty. But I do agree, it was incredibly easy. <laughs> I, just, I just playing Devil's Advocate. It was just an example I was picking up out of a hat. You could probably get ten more. I'm just going for the Sony exclusive blueprint, which is basically some sort of third party story driven. 12 to 15 hour game most of them are very 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 easy on the easiest difficulty so it surprises me that this is even something that's been brought up and if you're that bad if you're that bad at games just watch it on twitch or something <laughs> get good scrub <laughs> you don't even have to play because that's basically what you're paying this guy to do you're paying them to, to watch someone else play the game so it's kind of true i don't understand what why you would want this so oh. yeah 
I do want to jump in just quickly because <laughs> you said that, right? Which I do, to be fair, agree with. But one of the ideas that me and you discussed off-show about a potential video that we're going to have in the works at some point is the top games that we couldn't complete. <laughs> Granted, we were kids it, back we were then. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Uh, oh dear no no it, it, like but that's the thing it, it inspires you to get better as a nine-year-old it's like I'm, I'm crap at this game so the next one i'm gonna complete <laughs> yeah but we will have our list so look out for that <laughs> yeah no definitely look out for that that will be a future video um so 100%. if anyone has any suggestions of games that they found difficult to complete when they're a kid drop it in the comments because we've got a few of our own but we do maybe you could jog our memory yeah, we'll be asking the community as well on Discord and stuff. So, yeah, join that. But I think, to be fair, I have been trying to, you know, play devil's advocate and wind you up a bit. But no, I I do agree where you're coming from. It's just yeah. like, do you think this? Uh, do you think this patent's gonna take off? It's gonna be something that they actually implement into the console. <laughs> I don't know. I, I genuinely because I would think I personally, as I said, I think it's silly. Don't really see the point. You made a good point. If you know, if you're stuck, watch someone else on Twitch. But a lot of the times, if I ever actually do get stuck, like genuinely, and I can't, I'm like, oh, I can't be asked. I just watch a YouTube video, and yeah. someone shows me how to do it, and I get past the next, and I do it myself. Boom. I just, why would you pay someone to then sit there and watch them play your save? Is it like I mean, we're we're assuming that there's a monetary value attached to it? Maybe it's just like a ask the community thing. Oh yeah, maybe it's not it out of the goodness of their heart, but I can't see it. Just the way they've the, the way they've ter- the, you know the terminology of it is ask an expert. You know, mm. not just like that. That suggests to me someone who's paid. getting paid. To, yeah, to help you do it. So yeah, agreed. That terminology usually does indicate that someone's going to get paid, but I guess it's maybe like. I think with the Destiny thing with Perks was, I remember talking to him at the time, this is like probably three, four years ago now to be fair, but it was along the lines of people who didn't have the time but wanted certain objects or, or loot or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like that's why. Uh, maybe it's just like, maybe people would pay an expert to do it or help them pass certain stages so they can finally complete the game and just be like, yeah, yeah I did it. I don't know. I mean, people people will pay for anything. True. You know, True. People, how many kids pay for pay for loot boxes on FIFA every every week? It's you know mind boggling how much money that game makes. Yeah. yeah. So well, at least there's just... less said about that the better because it's a joke, <laughs> man. Oh, good old FIFA. Good old FIFA. Yes, a game that is dead to me. I think stunned. <laughs> But yeah, no. paying an expert to finish your games, uh, thumbs down from me. I hope I hope that that doesn't happen because it's just like what what is what is the world come to if it does? Didn't they have a feature on the PS4 that allowed people to jump in See, and I take control? That, I thought that is like um, thirty minutes or something like that, where you could pass the controller to someone else in the party. Because yeah. I remember um, back in the PS4 days when it had first come out me and Sud trying this mm-hmm. and it did work but the, the feature was unusable at the time because we both had relatively slow internet connections so it was like you know it was lagging all over the place but 
I don't know if that feature is even still in the console. It doesn't yeah, seem to no be idea. widely used. You know, I've literally, well, to be fair, I don't think I've ever really seen anyone put a post about it, talk about it. Anyone who's played the console, I've never heard them really mention it either. So, yeah, I, maybe it's just a dead feature. I don't even know. Did they transfer it onto? Maybe this is like the next stage that they're trying. The next generator, they're just trying to implement it a different way, and they've tried to improve, make improvements on what they first had as an idea, and tried implementing on the PS4. Not sure. Not sure. Potentially. But it's a big thumbs down. <laughs> Yeah, ultimately, down from me. Yeah, it's a no from me. Yeah, Goodbye. I think <laughs> I think it's a no from me as well. But that's probably a good place to to leave the podcast for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, if you are doing, if you are listening to us on any audio platforms, leave us a nice review and pass on the pod. You can also subscribe to the channel, like this video, and comment with your thoughts on the topics we covered today. That would be very helpful as well. And you can follow the podcast on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ChetReachPod. Also, join our Discord community. Links are in the description below. And if you join in there, you can chat with us, us too. We can chat with our community, and you can get involved with uh, helping us with some ideas for future content that you'd like to see, games you'd like to see us stream, etc., etc. So definitely join that. And you can follow yeah. me in matty on social media where can people find you mate uh, it's at matty cheatham on instagram if you want to dm me about any games that you need to help with uh i charge 100 pounds <laughs> an hour um so i feel like that's a reasonable price it's a good rate <laughs> <laughs> yes and if you want to follow me on twitter and instagram i'm at leld l-e-l-3d's i don't know in the end unfortunately i will not be able to help you with many games because i complete mine on easy so I wouldn't bother, but if you do want to DM me or send me a private message on Twitter, feel free. Um, but yes, that's where we're going to leave the podcast for today. We're going to be back next week as well, next Friday. Uh, well, we'll record next Thursday and the podcast will go on next Friday and this will become a weekly thing. So look out for that to join, uh, to drop, sorry. But wherever you are in the world, we wherever you listen to this, we hope you have a good day and we'll uh, talk in soon. Bye, guys. See you later.